Nobody's Listening is a comedy podcast featuring hilarious stories that will cause you to laugh uncontrollably. Listening to this podcast in public or in the presence of loved ones while wearing headphones is not recommended and may result in one or more of the following. Sideways glances, perturbed husbands, strange looks from household pets, confused neighbors, bikers wanting to hurt you, classmates thinking you're mentally retarded, government seizure of your MP3 playing device due to your breaking the code of silence, general humiliation, ejection from public transportation, and in a few cases, nausea, diarrhea, shortness of breath, and upset stomach. I wish I could tell you that instances of these side effects are rare, but most are common. If your laughter continues for more than four hours, please see your doctor immediately. How you doing out there, podcast people? This is Nobody's Listening Podcast, episode 20, brought to you on May the 11th, 2007. Nobody's Listening Podcast is a podcast where me and my brother David tell you stories from our past and present lives and hope that you will do the same. Hi, I am one of your hosts. My name is James and my brother's here. And I'm David. And we are so glad that you are here on episode 20. Dun, dun, dun. And we should be really excited, David. We have 20 shows. Don't laugh at me. I'm allowed to itch while we're talking. No big deal. Anyway, we're so glad that you guys have been with us. How many of you have have listened to all 20 episodes? Let's see a show of hands. One, oh, two, oh, three, there's Josimer. Yes, he's, seen, yes. he's listened to them all. Oh, Lucy, I see you back there. Yeah. G. Smith. Oh. You need to catch up. <laughs> Bad boy. I know 18 was hard to sit through, but you need, to, you need to listen to that one. Anyway, we're so excited to be here, and we're so glad that you're here, not because we're the best, 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 best podcast yeah. in the world, but because we have the best podcast people. And we're in 20, dude. That's big. 20. That's that's. We're it, five away. I remember that. 10, and it seemed like it wasn't that long ago. No. So anyway, we're glad to be moving along. David, what's been going on in your world? <clears throat> uh, let's see. What's been going on? Here's your weekly update. It's my life. It's now weekly updates. Mm-hmm. I was at work a couple days ago. Okay. Okay, usually that's where I am <laughs> if I'm not sleeping. And this woman, old woman, you know, older, probably 60, 70, came in. Mm-hmm. She's short. She was like, hey, do y'all sell uh, seat belts? I'm like, yes, ma'am. We have universal seat belts. Do you really? Yeah, but they're not. They're like for like buggies and stuff like that, carts. No, oh. no like real OE okay. stuff. But she's like, it is the dangest thing. I was like, what happened? She's like, my, my grandchild wrapped himself like a noose in the seatbelt. And I'm like, okay. She's like, he was choking. And then when I released it from his lap, it pulled him up to the window. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. I was like, what'd you do? She, she said, I grabbed that thing, put my hand in between his throat and, and the seatbelt. I had to get a pair of scissors and cut that seatbelt off him. Oh my goodness. I was like, you know, I was thinking, how old, how old your grandson? Four or five? She's like, he is 12. <laughs> Big old, this big old boy stuck up against the window. The seatbelt's attacking him. And I was like, how many times did he go You know, around his neck? She's like, it must have been eight or nine. It, it was down. It was tight. You know, where you pull the seatbelt all the way back? Yeah. It was tight. He, she, I was like, was it? Was he Was he going, you know, Was going? he on drugs? <laughs> this 12-year-old, was he doing math before he did this? Did you see monkeys? Was he on doing the wall? ballet back there? How, did, how, did, how does a twelve-year-old get that thing wrapped around his neck? Like seven yeah. times. So uh, she said she had to get a pair of scissors and cut him out of it. 
and that, that's why she needed a new uh, seatbelt. I was like, in my two, well, four years of automotive history, yeah, I have never heard of some twelve-year-old idiot <laughs> choking himself you with a seatbelt. I I don't know why she didn't come in and change the story. Um, hi, I need a student new seatbelt. Do you have Do you have seatbelts? All we have is universal ones, man. Oh well, that's fine. Um, okay, yeah, I had to cut through my seatbelt. What happened? Well, a uh, terrorist. <laughs> Climbed through my back window and threatened me, and the only way I could save myself was by cutting a piece of my seatbelt off to choke him with. <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't you update that a little Dude, bit? And, and the thing is, she was getting so loud and into telling the story. We had 20 people, customers in the store, and they were all dying laughing. He wasn't in the store, was he? No, 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 okay. no. She came in alone. And then, and then she my... left him out in the car, <laughs> the idiot boy. <laughs> He's probably killing himself in the car. I was like, do you need a razor? She's like, why? He's got to hurry. He's already got it around three times. We have two more seconds. But uh, We got one more back seat. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, seat I was belt. dying laughing, dude. It was Everybody was laughing in the store. God. I was just, like, is he okay? She's like, yeah, his eyes are all There's got to be more shot. to that story. <laughs> it looks like a cocaine addict. <laughs> oh, you okay, Billy? Or is Grandma hitting you again? <laughs> no, but she almost killed me with the seatbelt. She must have had it wrapped around pretty near four, five, six, seven times. <laughs> Grammy about killed me. I had to cut myself loose. <laughs> it was funny. But it's she like, bought another one. <laughs> because I could see this kid sitting. and then One she could bring in the house. <laughs> and then when she released it from his lap, it just pulled <laughs> him up to the window. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Tell mom goodbye. <laughs> But yeah. Don't worry, Billy. I got the the knitting shears. <laughs> I don't even know what knitting shears are. The big things. Yeah. Okay, go. What's your update, dude? My update's a little better. No, it's not. It's it, these aren't a competition. Mine's very simple. And the only people that are truly going to understand this are people in my time of life, my my area of life. People that have had weight problems will also understand this. Okay. I'm. I've mentioned on the podcast several times that I'm. I'm fairly. I'm not fat, but I am rotund. I. Are you I, what we call husky? I got a little around the middle, from the yeah. waist up, anyway. Um, and so I used. To, but I used to be bigger than this. And so Sunday, I was really trying to. Uh, I had to be on the stage um, to do a presentation and award ceremony for some of our kids. And I really wanted to dress up a little bit more than I usually do because I'm usually working with kids. I need to wear stuff that I can move in and be comfortable and mm-hmm. and uh, not have to worry about my shirt coming untucked and all this kind of stuff. But anyway, I wanted to wear something better. But So I start pulling out these shirts, and, and I've outgrown all my new stuff, okay? And, and uh, so I go and I pull on this shirt, this old shirt that I had. Dude, it's a double X. Okay, but it was a nice looking shirt. And I'm like, okay, maybe I can wear this thing. Dude, I put this thing on and it is it actually made me feel good because it looked like a dress on me. It was gigantic. You've seen people that are so big, but they wear clothes bigger than they. Yeah. And and it has drapes and (laughs) it like gathers around them and and they look like they're floating in it. Dude, I swear I felt like that if I suddenly spun around in a circle the shirt would literally stay still and i'd be able to stick my arms back through real quick because <laughs> i was floating in this shirt and so you know if if you're out there and, and you've ever been heavier than you are now you know what i'm talking about but i was not able to pull that look off i i thought maybe i could tuck it in and, and gather it in the back mm-hmm. but uh <laughs> i couldn't do that 
So I decided to chew on my microphone instead. But uh, so anyway, not much of a weekly update. Actually, I had some stuff, but I, I just I kind of want to save it for the uh, for the for this featured uh, story. It's the featured story. Speaking of featured story, it's a theme show, Dave. Dave. Yeah. Do you remember what the theme is, homie? Embarrassments. That's right. Embarrassing stories. That is right, and uh, this week's uh, featured series of stories is brought to you by Matthew. So, Matthew, thank you for your contribution, buddy. We appreciate that. Second week in a row for Matt helping us out. And we also wanted to thank Jennifer for her theme suggestion because she's the one that suggested embarrassing things. And mm-hmm. so, uh, in case you're new to the show, theme shows are where we take a theme and we we think up stories from our past and present lives um, that go along that theme. And these are stories that may not have supported an entire show, may not have been big enough, but together, anyway, the themes just make it a lot of fun. We ought to have a blast. David, you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. Okay. So I was at work like I normally am. Uh-huh. And there's this guy, there's a couple guys that their girlfriends call. Okay. Okay. And this guy named Travis, his girlfriend always calls every day, every day. So, but, but sometimes his, his grandma calls too. Okay. And so I uh, answered the phone and, you know, phone rang and he's like, hey, is uh, Travis there? I was like, yes, one second. And I was like, Travis, Travis, it's your, uh, it's your, it's your girlfriend. She's calling for you. And he was like, okay, dude. So he went in and picked it up and he was like, hello, Grammy? <laughs> this is my grandma. <laughs> and I was dying laughing. I was like, shut up. No way. Shut up. He's like, yeah. I was like, how old's your grandma? <laughs> She sounded young, dude. <laughs> she's, like, she's like, is Travis there? I was like, Grammy, Grammy. Ooh, David's fanning himself. <laughs> Ooh. Like, let's just call her ID, that one. <laughs> she sounded get, young. Could get your phone number, dude, Grady. Because he's like an ADHD kid. He's very funny, but very like on the border of, of craziness. Uh-huh. And he just has the phone, pulls it away from his head, and says, this is my grandma. Dude, uh, dude one time, I didn't even have this on the list. I was talking, God, I called my girlfriend, Paul, Pauline. It was, oh God. and I'm, I'm like, Hey babe, what's up? She's like, Oh, nothing. She's laughing a little <laughs> I bit. I know what this one comes to. <laughs> and, she, and I'm like, so what you doing? Uh, nothing. <laughs> like, uh, do you want to, what are we doing later? Uh, I don't know. And then it hit me. I'm talking to her mom. <laughs> they sound just the same. I and I'm like, that. so I just like, uh, can I speak to Polly? And she's like, oh, hold on. It was so irritating, dude. Oh, so embarrassing. <laughs> and then you go over there. She's like the mom yeah. from So I'm Here Next Murder. <laughs> she. No, I go yeah, and she's and she answers the door, you know, for the <laughs> next like, few days. Hi, <laughs> you want? And, and the, yeah, I think the next time I called, she was like, "You sure you don't want to talk to me?" <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, she was just jacking with me though. It was, it was insane. Oh, oh, that sucks. Oh man. Okay. Um, this one would have been a weekly update. Okay. And it is hilarious, dude. But I wanted to save it since we're doing an embarrassment story. This isn't even about me, but it but it happened. Uh, to one of the pastors here on staff this week, okay? 
and you're going to die. It rained like a beast this weekend, okay? People are trying to get in, and and um, one of my pastor friends, two of them actually, were sharing an umbrella about to go across the street to the gym area, and they see, and they happen to see this older lady, little old lady, uh, walking up to the uh, to the church, and they're talking, and the next thing they look over, and she's on the ground. And, and so uh, one of them says, uh, let's just call him, uh, let's call him Mickey, okay, Pastor Mickey. Uh, Kay's like, uh, Mickey, he's on, She that lady fell down, and Mickey's like, pow, he's out there. And uh, he goes out there, and he's like, uh, ma'am, uh, you okay? And he tries to try to pull her up, and she says, I can't get up. Because what, and basically what had happened is the old lady had, had stepped on the inside of her skirt, and the skirt had come down. And she had fallen and tripped in her skirt. And so Kay's like, oh, man, he's back there with the umbrella. He's like, I think I think Mickey's got it. But he's thinking I, she broke her hip. She's like, I can't get up. I can't get up. And and, and he says, what's wrong? And she says, uh, I, I, my feet are tangled in my in my uh, skirt. I can't get up. And so Mickey's like, OK, what I'm going to do, ma'am, is I'm going to put my arms around you from behind. I'm going to pick you up under your arms, you know, and then you can straighten yourselves up. So he, he gets up behind her. He pulls her up. And then quick as a flash, as soon as her feet hit the ground, dude, he reaches down and grabs his woman's skirt and jerks <laughs> it up to her waist, dude. Oh, well, then, OK, hold on. <laughs> Not only that, he pulled up so fast, dude, which is against the rules. <laughs> Her shirt and jacket had gotten tucked down into her pants. So he st- starts pulling no out her coat and fixing way. her. And she's just mortified. So they can't even move. You know, he was just <laughs> past her dressing her and fixing her. <laughs> anyway, so he's, you know, it's raining on him. That's why he's yeah. trying. And plus, he's trying to protect her dignity. He wasn't thinking straight. He comes back, gets under the umbrella, and he's like, oh, okay, that's over. He stops. He goes, okay. Dude, did I just jack- <laughs> did I just dress that woman, pull her skirt up? <laughs> and so all week we've been teasing him, man. We're talking about, hey, dude, you could go over to that youth department and, and we got a new ministry, you know, all these boys with their pants sagging. You could go over there and start <laughs> pulling them up. And the other day I saw him and I and I, I acted like I was pulling up my pants. I'm like, dude, I've been looking for you, man. I went ahead and did this myself. You know, oh, my goodness. And we and so we had we were going to do a video where we we're going to have a bunch of old ladies talking about we we. Thank Pastor Mickey for his new ministry where he goes and helps us get dressed in the morning. But anyway, dude, he's so embarrassed. His face turns red every single time he talks about it. Oh, so anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but but you're just trying to help, you know? And afterwards, you're like, I just. I was was up behind him. I'm like, yeah, I could hear a theme song played. What you going to do with all that junk, all that junk up in that trunk? I'm going to get get you dressed, you know? So anyway, uh, go ahead, Dave. You got another one? Um, Yeah. This is a story that I hardly ever tell anybody. It's so (laughs) embarrassing to this day that it's really hard. I already told my most embarrassing story is the one where I, I told that lady's mom or that, yeah, that girl's mom that yeah. she was pregnant, and and I didn't know she really was. But yeah. anyway, go ahead. This is uh, one that I have just recently told the love of my life. Oh. Okay, people. <sighs> Buckle in. When I was younger. Just dig deep, Dave. Um, <laughs> it's a trigger, dude. I uh, I got I was like in a mini band with my friend Brandon from high school. I played drums. I played guitar. Mm-hmm. Really wasn't that good. Had crap equipment and everything. Well, we both worked at Cracker Barrel, and the manager heard that we played. You know, once a week. Uh, she's like, "We're having the Christmas party. Please come and play." 
And we're like, no. She's like, you come or you fired. Oh. <laughs> but she was joking around. Okay. But she put a lot of stress on us. So from like two weeks, we practiced like <laughs> so embarrassing. We practiced like, there she goes. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> yes. There she yes. goes. <laughs> but we didn't have a singer, you know? So we would just play it like dunga, a. Dunga, 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 dunga. Oh my so, gosh. We practiced all these songs, and we did Summer of 69. We practiced that one, too, by Brian Adams. With no singer. No singer. <laughs> all these lyric-heavy songs. <laughs> and uh, so we were like, how do we make this sound good and all that stuff? So we, uh, two weeks later, we practiced like every every other day and just got ready and stuff. Well, we uh, came over that night for the Christmas party. They closed down Cracker Barrel early, mm-hmm. and we set up in like one, you know, the cubicles with the big round eight person tables are at. <laughs> we moved it, and our manager was like, "Put all the stuff right there. It's great. Hook it up." Pit. <laughs> we had a mosh pit, <laughs> and so we set up, and the DJ was on the other side of the thing. That same type Cracker of cubicle. Cracker Barrel had a DJ. <laughs> he was crap. He was How many stars man. did he have on his apron? <laughs> <laughs> I think three. Ooh. But uh, he was playing all his stuff. And then and then we didn't want to play. And we're like, dude, just keep playing music. And then the manager went over there and told him, you know, hey, the band's, the band's going to play. <laughs> we weren't even a band, dude. We even have a name. <laughs> So, so the, here's the DJ saying, a guy on the PA system, okay, guys, get over in the corner. The band's going to play. Dang. So we uh, we started <laughs> so embarrassing. There she goes, and then I, I realized nobody liked it. So I started playing some Creed, but the drummer wasn't following, <laughs> so it was totally off. And then I got scared because I only knew a certain part of the Creed song, so, so I jumped to like Summer of '69. <laughs> totally two different keys, man. Two different keys, and then I jumped from that to like Lord, I live your name on high. <laughs> <laughs> you went to worship music. It was so embarrassing. <laughs> See, that's the problem with being raised in church. You, the only songs you really know how to play are three chords and, 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 and Lord, I'll your name on and and, and uh, Lord, prepare me to yeah. be a sanctuary. Everybody, just lift your hands out there and crack a barrel right now. Just begin to worship. Oh God! So we we kept on there playing, and he then goes. <laughs> Just sing it to the Lord right now. What's the summer of 69? Oh, yeah. And so I turn around because I'm so embarrassed to stand in front of these people (laughs) while I'm playing. And I turn around and Brandon's like, what are you doing? He's like trying to keep up. I went from like 4-4 time to (laughs) 18-4 time, back down to 3-4 time. Most embarrassing moment probably of my life because musically, it just, I wasn't that good. And we were playing at a Christmas party. Dude. And the manager never asked us to do it again. <laughs> Thank God. Dude, there is nothing After more that, embarrassing I started going to counseling. in the world than being in front of tons of people and doing something stupid. And that's pretty much my job every week. Yeah. Is to get in front of hundreds and hundreds and thousands of people. A million. And, and uh, one Sunday I was up on a big church stage and it was another award ceremony. And... Um, we were giving away awards and there's different divisions. And one of the divisions is for preschoolers. And so I'm reading off the list and there's literally 2,500 people. Okay. 2,500 people out in the audience. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm just going through it. I'm, you know, I'm cracking a few jokes here and there, you know, nothing, nothing irreverent, you know, it's church for the love of God, but I'm reading, reading through and I say, like, and I saw the peewee division and I, and I felt like I shouldn't say it. <laughs> 
I said, so we got the peewee division. And I just said, are you allowed to say that in church? <laughs> and nobody laughed. Oh. And I just kept going. And I felt that my face just started burning, but I just had to keep going, dude. <laughs> had to keep on going. Yeah. And, and uh, people were teasing me afterwards, but uh, I didn't think it was a big deal. I mean, I didn't get reprimanded or fired or even spoken to. Nobody cared at all, probably, except yeah. for me. And um, I'm like, why did I have to say peewee? <laughs> I remember uh, one time we were at a church in Kingsland in Georgia, and you were talking about John Claude Van Damme, and you said you, you felt bad, so you said John Claude Van Dang <laughs> in church, <laughs> which draws more attention to I the can... fact that there's a cuss word at the end of the boy's name. <laughs> so stupid. I still crack that joke. <laughs> I hate myself. Okay, do you have another one or I got some more? Mm, I got to think about them, go. Okay, um, one time I was holding Jonathan when he's a little baby, and I had uh, elastic waistband pajamas on, and he's kicking and screaming and having uh-huh. a fit, and I go to put him down, and his pant- his foot gets caught in my pants, and I'm losing him, and I can't drop him, uh, even though I want to, but my pants are falling down at the same time right in front of Mom and John, and it was just horribly embarrassing. That was just a little filler. <laughs> But it was bad enough to where I'm thinking 33 and I still remember it. <laughs> I wanted to let him fall, but I couldn't because my, you know, he was my brother, even though he was evil and kicking me and causing my pants to come down. It was just horribly embarrassing. There's <laughs> another time I was really embarrassed. I was in ninth grade and I'd just been through two years of homeschool and private school. You so were homeschooled yeah, and private school? Yeah. And um, so I was really ignorant about everything, but I suddenly liked girls and I was in band and there was this girl one one row down from me, and I was reading her notebook. And the notebook at the, on the front cover had "I love James, I love James, I love James" all over it. And I just assumed for some stupid reason that she loved me. And oh. so I started hitting on her, talking to her, being her friend, and all this. Turned out it was this big old giant tall like sophomore guy named James. And then I felt really stupid. <laughs> so yeah, it's not funny. Uh, <laughs> Okay, and so later that year. (laughs) Did you even see a JK? What made you presume that it was a JK? Because I was an idiot. I was stupid. I thought we were so sheltered. I probably at that point thought I was the only James in America. (laughs) I don't think I'd ever met another James. But, uh, (coughs) okay, Um, so I get a little more school. This is like 10th grade. And one time I asked a girl out by just saying, hey, do you have a girlfriend? And she goes, no. I said, do you want one? And she said, yeah. And we started going out. That's how I did it. It was so smooth and so exciting. So when we broke up, I had this other girl. (laughs) Two weeks later. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I had this other girl and I said, hey, you know, we were liking each other. I thought, (laughs) I said, hey, it worked once, right? Mm -hmm. Hey, you want a, you got a, you got a boyfriend? No. You want one? No. Right in front of everybody. Oh, dang, dude. <laughs> and I just turned around and walked away, heartbroken and disheveled. It was horrid. Couldn't ever talk to her again. That's horrible. Do you have any more? I can keep um, going. <laughs> um, again, I was at work, and somebody called up, uh, this guy. And I was like, yes, sir, we do we do have this in stock. And he was like, oh, I need a starter for 350 I'm like, yep, yes, sir, we, st- we do. He's like, ma'am. And I'm like... What, sir? Oh. He's like, ma'am. Oh. I'm like, my, my name's David. I'm a guy. And she's like, no, I'm a ma'am. And I'm like, dang it. So I just hung up. I wait for her to call back. 
<laughs> I wish for it. He's like, hello, I need to start. Because Brian Regan tells you there's no coming back from that. You no, can't you can't. fix that. You can't do it. So I always <clears> say, <throat> what? So saying man being proper, what do you want? Excuse me? Who are person? you? <laughs> okay. Uh, we were at a, a mission strip in Chicago, and we, we were um, – it was me and Dave and a whole – not this David, another David and a whole bunch of kids, probably 100 teenagers that we took with us. And um, suddenly we're, we're staying at a hotel that uh, is at a, a big, busy highway intersection. So there's lots of gas stations, lots of restaurants and all this. We go to a restaurant to eat at McDonald's and all of a sudden David's son's missing, Paul. He's gone. So we put all the kids in their hotel rooms and all, and we start walking around this place looking for Paul because it's been like 20 minutes. Where's he at? He's not in the, he's not in the restaurant restrooms. He's nowhere. So we start walking up and down and we start going to, uh, the, uh, what are you, convenience stores asking, you know, has anybody seen a kid, you know, punk kid about this tall, da da, white kid. And we come back out after two or three times and there's this Latino fellow with a low rider, you know, boom truck and whole thing. He's looking at us and I'm like, oh man we do and he's like hey hey guys and we're like yeah yeah what he goes you guys looking for some females <laughs> so he apparently thought we were we were on the on the on the on prowl the yeah, looking for some process some some ladies of the night and so i said no no we're, we're looking for a little boy oh jesus jesus lord god and he goes huh and he drives off and i'm stupid so i didn't know and it hit me Dude, you know what that guy just thought? <laughs> you guys looking for some females? No, we're looking for a little boy. Huh? <laughs> oh my gosh, he left in a hurry. Oh. So, oh my goodness. That's bad. It wasn't necessarily embarrassing. It was for him, though, I'm sure. Because <laughs> here's these two grown men walking around looking for a little boy. Anyway. Oh I almost got kicked out of Disney Quest one time. What is Disney Quest? It's like an interactive theme park. It's all indoors. There's like four levels. Where's they have at? them in Chicago and they have them in uh, like Florida. And there's all video games and interactive rides and virtual uh, roller coasters. It's pretty awesome. We mm-hmm. were in there and me and Kay from my previous story wanted to uh, do Dance Dance Revolution. It was brand new back then, but there was these kids on it and they kept, you know, playing again and again and again. And there was a rule that said you can't play more than twice if there's somebody in line. So Kevin puts his a cape. <laughs> I told his name, Stalkers. Uh, <laughs> Kevin puts his, his money up on the machine, which is like the universal sign of we're next. Well, the kids just, they swiped their card again. No big deal. They didn't care. And Kevin's real tough. So he's, he's a guy from the street. So he goes up and he's like, if you guys don't get off this machine, I'm going to move you. Well, the kids finish their, their thing and they leave and we start to get on it. And I'm all happy, man. We're, I've never done this before. I'm having a blast screwing up, just totally doing it wrong. And suddenly the men in black come up oh, to us. Dude, wow. I kid you not, two guys with black suits and the earpieces and everything like, excuse me, uh, gentlemen, can you follow me over here? And we go into a secret room. They put gloves on? And there's the, the two kids are there. And they're like, yeah, he's the one they told us that he was going to hurt us. He was going to kick us out of here if we didn't get off. And they're elaborating and lying. And, man, right. I am just – I hate getting in trouble. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. And I turned on him immediately. I'm like, I didn't do that. That was Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> and so, anyway, we got told that if we did that again, we'd be in trouble, blah, 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 blah. Kevin's a street guy. He don't care. He's like, oh, I don't care, man. I ain't doing no- – those kids wouldn't get off the machine, you know. And I'm just like, oh, just tell them what they want to hear. We can go play back. Man. <laughs> and uh so anyway we finally get out of there and kevin jumps in line cuts in line 
to go get into something else. And I'm like, cause he's all rebellious. And I'm like, I didn't have fun the rest of the trip. Hmm. Cause it was terrible. It was so embarrassing to, to, to get called like your kid, like you're going to hurt children. Keep going, dude. You, you don't have any more. No, that's I all. I didn't write them down. That's all I got. That's it. I'm done. What about this, this middle one? Um, what's it called? Amy likes me. I already did that. Remember? Oh, that was a chick with... Yeah. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> she did, man. She liked me a lot. She had my name all over that book. <laughs> and all general. over her lunchbox. She was writing it during class. I love James. And I'm like, she's telling me something. <laughs> she's trying to send signal. Gosh, it was so terrible. <laughs> oh, there's so many more that I just can't share. They're They're too painful. Oh, I mean, like, it's terrible when you're learning to kiss. And, you, and it feels like you're kissing a horse? No, no. I'm talking about when you when you find out about French kissing and you enjoy it. And so you, somebody's trying to choke you? <laughs> no. You, no, James, so, just do it. I got, I, got, I got told by a girlfriend one time that, that I, I used too much tongue. Yeah, that's possible. And, um... And she didn't just tell me; she told everybody, and it was horrible. It was horribly embarrassing. <laughs> Dude, I wasn't making out with girls until I was a late bloomer. I was eleven, eleven grade. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I, 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 what are you talking about? Just because you had a plethora of cow-shaped girls in Old Town. Just 100. The first girl I did kiss, though, ever, kissed me that way, and I almost died. I thought it was the grossest thing ever, and, and she was a big girl. She was a big girl. Like, like, like she could have taken you. <laughs> like E.T. You remember that time I told that joke or that about that drunk girl that was looking at me? That one? That this kind Shut. of girl. It was oh, that I, kind I, of girl. That one? I, yeah. I, I didn't that. finish the story. I went back. <laughs> Later. <laughs> no, it was. I was young. Uh, I, can, I can see that girl, dude. Uh, what do you mean, that girl like that? Uh, or was like her cousin? No, it was not. It's just a similar type of person, uh, which is why I knew to stay away from the junk, drunk girl that was looking at me that time. Dude, I would have paid <clears throat> so much money to see that one and the chick from Old Town you dated. The girl from Old Town is was very pretty. James. <laughs> nobody's ever gonna find out what she looks like. You don't she have to really lie about was. It. I'll Google her. You need to call Amy. Amy knew her. Amy knew her. She was a blonde chick. Yeah, she was a, she was Short. probably the only blonde I ever dated, I think. Short? No, she was okay. about my height. <laughs> Short. Dude, that's funny as crap, man. Yeah. Anyway, that, that's our theme show for today, or at least the featured story part. <laughs> okay, you remember the first time you French kissed, and, and you didn't know when to breathe, and you're about to pass out? <laughs> How do I do this? How do I breathe? <laughs> it's so gross. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Uh, just, I about died. I suffocated the well, first couple uh, times. <laughs> See, this this big girl was making out with me, right? Then we broke up, and then my next girlfriend, since this girl had always done that, I thought that's what you were always supposed to do. <laughs> so our was... first kiss was like that. And that's why she was like, oh, God. It's like, Jesus. Mm, yuck. <laughs> yes. 
So I came on strong, but I didn't know, dude. I was homeschooled. That's the one thing homeschooled people do not teach you. <laughs> Get your kids out of homeschooled people out there in podcast land. Put them in or the, keep them in there. Don't just don't just don't have them shelter back. them. Yeah, <laughs> shelter them the whole way if you're going to do it. Commit, commit to the homeschool. <laughs> Up next, news E and female. All right, uh, we do have some listener input. We don't really have any news other than iTunes took down the whole concept of what's hot on the podcast. They have what's new, video and audio, and that's it. And we ain't new and we ain't hot no more. So don't you wish your podcast was was hot hot like like me? me. No, I guess you don't. Uh, Anyway, um, this is from Casey, a.k.a. Mr. Listening on the forums. Yep. He says he listens to like all our podcasts twice, and uh, he he puts some stuff on the Frapper map. Anyway, he says uh, he was at the public public swimming pool at the age of eight. He was in the water playing around. He had a swimsuit, his swimming trunks that were getting kind of. He anyway, he had a swimsuit, mm-hmm. and uh, his brother Caleb was playing around, and he hears this rip. He looks down, and his <laughs> bathing suit is split. On the left and the right, the elastic is still holding the bathing suit in one piece, though. So basically, he has like a Native American uh, chap thing, you know, mm-hmm. loincloth yeah. going on here uh, that that happens to have Hawaiian print on it. Uh, so this is a public pool, and people all around him are all over the place. He starts thinking to himself, "How am I going to get out of this one?" Uh, so he goes up to his mom, and he just says in a hushed voice, "We are leaving now, please." Ooh, <laughs> and I tell her the rest of what happened, dude. One time. I should have added this. I was at the public pool and I was on the diving board and it was so exciting because I finally had overcome the fear of heights in order to do the dive head first. But I didn't know. I, I had a bathing suit that didn't have a drawstring. And so when I dove, my pants, my shorts went all the way down. Dang, I got a... But I caught them with my feet. I had enough sense to <laughs> to widen my feet out yeah, like the dorsal fin of a dolphin, yeah. you know, the tail fins of a dolphin. And I caught them, but I was so far down. You know how your ears be popping from the pressure of the water? I was sinking lower and lower. I was squirming. I needed air badly, and I started to pull up the pants, and I was not going to come up until I was fully clothed, but I did make it. So embarrassment was was uh was averted. Hmm. You want to do one? Yep. Rachel from Oklahoma said uh, when uh, she was living in Vegas, she uh, back in what, what grade was it? <laughs> Who cares? In her English class, she used to go out and see plays in Utah and uh-huh. stuff. They would stay a couple nights, and you know, every night they would go out to uh, eat at a different restaurant. Did they ever go to Applebee's? They went to Applebee's, James, and um, they were eating and stuff. So uh, Rachel got up to excuse herself to the bathroom like a polite young lady. And uh, when she came back, everybody was gone. <laughs> Broke <it> Everybody up. <laughs> was gone. So she said, she was thinking about, like, she didn't know the hotel they were staying at. They didn't know what oh color the bus was. She must no, I'm joking about the color of the bus <laughs> and any of that stuff. And instead of actually, uh, you know, going and trying to get somebody to help her, she just stood there and freaked out forever. <laughs> she said it felt like two hours. Well, uh, you know, she said it felt like two hours. The bus came back, picked her up. She's like, it wasn't even embarrassing just sitting there gawking at at her uh, p- position she was in, but actually getting on the bus oh. and walking all the way back. Oh, and and everybody was like, can't sit here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I added that, and she just trying to make eye contact with anybody because then they had to come back and get her the bus. 
Well, and it had to be embarrassing because the reason she was got left is she was in the bathroom. Yeah. That stuff's kill you. And a whole bunch of her friends thought she did it on purpose. So Blah. these are these are uh, use, listener submitted stories, by the way, of embarrassing things. Yeah. So uh, Teresa, I would have cried. <clears throat> this this is a little different because this one I found um, yeah. on a MySpace I comment, and I, for some reason I didn't l- read it until this week. It's been up there for a while. She's this is something that she wrote uh, based off of all of our podcast titles. I haven't read it. Yet. Listen to this. This is Hallelujah. The cell phone flashlight creeped me out. When I was searching for the basement ghost man, then my waterproof boots got wet and I ran into the torture chamber. Then I found this black bowl with an engravement that said the pot. <laughs> I was curious, so I examined it and this monkey man that smelt of rotting fish and chocolate jumped out of it. I ran upstairs to use the phone, but the phone line was dead. Ooh. I heard the monkey man coming up the stairs, so I went to hide in the fridge. I got hungry and I started eating some of this killer salsa in there. Then my phone rang. It was Amy. We hate her, so I didn't pick up the phone. (laughs) Suddenly the fridge um, door opened, and to my surprise, it was a really hot guy. He was the pilot that flew me to to that location. He assured me that he was here to rescue me, so we made our way out of the house. He slipped on a puddle of puke from heaven after after being started by some big-headed auger man. Uh, Scared. That's uh-huh. what started means <clears throat> in other countries. <laughs> he told us that the that the certain house we were in was haunted by a monkey man and a basement ghost, as if I didn't already know that. We passed him to a nearby church, only to run into this negative 35 ugly girl named Becky. <laughs> I screamed at the sight. <laughs> then the boys came out of nowhere to get us away from the extremely homely girl who apparently wanted to hang out during Bible study. They pointed to a location where we could find some bikes. We got on them and got the heck out of there. So that is a pretty good story yeah. based off of our podcast it's titles. Like a summary of all our all our podcasts. It's crazy. All right. Okay. Connie sent this in just a moment ago. So you do the first one, I'll do the second one. Okay. So she's basically telling a story about root beer. Experiments okay. in root Experiments beer. Experiments in root beer. Okay. She says that she cracked a joke with her husband. Mm-hmm. Thought he was laughing, blah, blah, blah. Right. And turns out while she was ongoing thinking she was the funniest person in the flipping world. He wasn't laughing uh, at he her. He wasn't laughing at her. He put root beer in his mouth and was shaking it. And he basically the experiment was what happens when you put root beer in your mouth and you shake your mouth left or you shake your head <laughs> mouth. Just your mouth. Take your mouth out and shake it. Uh, <laughs> shake your head left and right. You know, obviously, what's the what answer, James? What happens to root beer, Dave? It explodes. <laughs> it explodes out your ears and your nose and your mouth and everything. Oh, my goodness. So she told us just warning, tried outside, not inside. So he was doubled over and she thought he was laughing at her. And so she's a little embarrassed and so is he. Yeah. She says, don't try this at home unless you're outside. And it doesn't matter what your shirt <laughs> looks like afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> uh, her second experiment was root beer. Her son loves root beer. Her little boy drinks out of a sippy cup. So he's walking around uh, drinking root beer, drops it on the ground. What happens to root beer when you shake it up, David? It explodes. Well, especially when it's going through the little tiny uh, little pinholes in the top oh of a zippy cup. Oh, my God. That Spews sucker like spewed faithful. like a like a rocket ship to the heavens, and they clean up all the mess. Well, I don't know. It was like a week or two later, and, and it's been raining in their house and stuff, and they see this brown stain on the ceiling, and they think <laughs> they think it's because of yeah. the snow and stuff. So they even go outside and check the roof, and there's no damage, and then it hit them. Duh, that's, uh, that's that root beer that what, launched up high <laughs> kids. Good it Lord. only dropped, you know, a foot. What was it? You know, <laughs> but root beer is root beer is very dangerous. I, you know, people are doing that thing with Mentos and Coke. Yeah, I wonder what works with root beer. 
you know, if Mentos and root beer. Because root beer is so carbonated. Oh, bad. Because I had it in one of those little like little things you pull off the top and sip through it. Uh-huh. Well, I wouldn't want to drink it on the way to school, and I forgot I shook my oh. lunchbox up. So I flipped it out, got this back of this girl's head all wet, oh, dude. Oh, man. Just around and cussed me out. Root beer is I evil. hate you, Stephanie. Anyway, yeah, it's evil. Root, root beer is, is like if carbonation was like cigarettes, root beer <laughs> would die first. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. anyway, we had some voicemails. Let's get to them. Hey, yeah, it's me, uh, Josh Murr. I don't know. It's not very active on the forums, but I sent you guys a couple emails and everything. And I uh, just wanted to say last week's show, The Air Supply, great show. I really liked it. It's probably one of your funniest yet. And um, I actually am considering starting my own podcast. And, uh, I just really like the show. Really good episode, and uh, see you guys later. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Joe Smur, man. We, yeah. uh, we're glad you're out there. And, uh, you know, it's funny because sometimes I think some of our shows are stupid, and you go home, and you're like, ah. And last week was one of those. I was just like, you know, it's not the yeah, worst, it was... but it wasn't anything amazing. And we've gotten more comments about last week. So thank you. Again, it's not that we're great. It's that you guys are. So here's uh, voicemail number two. Hey guys, it's John, uh, just listening to episode 19, uh, listening to your weekly, uh, weekly update, David, about the, uh, about the butt cream deal, James tells the story about the wet money out of people's sweaty booties, all that, dude, I just, that made me think of, of the worst ever place to get money from people, and, uh, well, specifically of the female nature, and anybody that's ever worked to register... Hopefully this has happened to other people besides me because I've I've seen it way too many times. But you know you're you're waiting on someone, you're waiting on this girl, and then all of a sudden she like she looks around and then whips the money right out of her brazier right there in the middle of the sweaty summer. And you know and that, in my opinion, is the nastiest, disgusting way that money could come to you. But uh, okay, I gotta get back to finishing the podcast. Hey, keep it up. See you guys later. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Hi, James and David. This is Connie from Ohio. When I went to college, I got a letter from my mom, and she said, our cat, Araya, has died. And I was I was pretty sad because it was a cute little cat. And she said, your dad found her body and came, brought it in, was crying and real upset. And then she said, but it was trash day. He decided instead of burying her, he was going to put her in the trash and just get rid of her that way. <sighs> um, I talked to my brother about it later, flipped open the cat, the trash can lid, and there, sure enough, was the cat looking like it was asleep. So uh, Chris said, oh, i gotta, I got to watch this. So he hides behind the couch and is peeping over the edge um, uh, out the window and he sees the trash man come up. And the guy flips open the lid and goes, whoa! Chris says he poked it and then he shook it so after a while, the, oh, well, dumped the cat and the trash into the trash truck. Oh, I just thought that if anyone would appreciate that, you guys would. So thanks for letting me share. Bye. Man, I can't believe they pulled that mess. you putting a dead cat in a trash can. That's disgusting. <laughs> That's gross. And we had another story that was sent in by email, and it was about a dead monkey, and they played with the dead monkey. Monkey, And I'm just Where like, at? you know what? I can't, I can't handle that. It was in some other country. 
It was some other country where monkeys are pets, and, and I just can't handle dead animals. Uh, David and I could tell you some stories about dead animals that <clears throat> would just would make your hair stand on end. Yeah. But uh, cockatiels to start with. Yeah. But um, anyway, thanks, Connie, for that awesome story. Sorry that your uh, that your uh, trash man was uh, forever altered. <laughs> I know probably the next week he was he was lifting that and lid a little slowly, it. just peeking <laughs> in. Big gust. Meow. Of- <laughs> <laughs> meow meow. Sound like that cat off Mister Rogers. Uh, I hated that puppet, dude. I hated all puppets. Oh, God. Anyway, that's a, it's time for the recap song. Oh yeah, I forgot. I was like, oh, that's our show. It's what the world's been waiting for. The recap song. It's time to celebrate show 20. Celebrate show 20. You can send us a lot of money if you'd like. Or you can pay for David a new laptop. Laptop. David needs a new laptop. Keep sending money and don't stop, baby. Oh, yeah. It was a theme show, you know. That's the way it goes when we talk about embarrassing things. Things. Thank you, lady. For sending this great idea I scratch my eye Thanks for the pause, Dave As you scratch your eyeball Hey David can't tell the difference Between a young girl and a grandma, you know <laughs> She sounded young, yes she did She sounded like she was 21 When's the last time you saw your girlfriend, Dave? Maybe she's somebody's grandma. <laughs> grandma, grandma, grandma. Can you show David grandma. some love? Can you come down from above if you've already died and gone above? Can you give my brother your phone, phone number? Can you buy him some ice cream or and give him a quilt? wants to date an old lady Speaking of old ladies There was one walking by my church She fell down on the ground Because her skirt went down It almost twisted her ankle Almost made her hurt But luckily Pastor Mickey was there He flew out there And picked her up under her arms Pulled that girl's skirt up and made sure she came to no harm. The only problem is it's socially unacceptable to do that stuff. You got to leave that woman undressed until she can bend down and do it herself. It wasn't till later that he realized he had made a faux pas. And now people won't leave him alone. All we do is call out. With jokes about pulling up our own pants, own pants. Making sure our belt is tight when he's around Because if my pants go down, I don't want him doing anything Like making a sound that says, I got this As he reaches for my waistline I 
think I can do this, Mickey. I will be just fine. Thank you for all the input. I said Pee-wee in front of 2,500 people, and I still have a job, and it's okay because my church is cool. You'd have to be to to, to uh, hire me. Oh, baby, David, you want to take it? Talk about some stuff. Well, I went to the Christmas party at Cracker Barrel. Mm-hmm. And I sang. There she goes. There she goes. There she goes again. Chasing down my lane. Hey, mother. And I just can't contain. One more line, James. How stinky was your refrain? I went into summer of 69. The summer of 69. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then I just jacked up the drummer after that. <laughs> he hated me forever, Brandon. I'm sorry. Then I went on to play some Creed. <laughs> and then I jacked up on that. So I went back to There she goes. Lord, I lift your name on high. Lord, I lift your name on high. At least I would if I wasn't here right now. Lord, I messed up that song. I wish you'd take me home right now. Take me home and put a bullet in my forehead. I wish I'd never played here. God, let the rapture rain down. God, rain down. Cracker Barrel never had it so good. They never had it better than us. <laughs> and we sucked. <laughs> oh, that's okay. All right, we're done. Unless you got more. I just want to I want to stop with this story. It's not embarrassing, but it's a Cracker Barrel story. Keep playing. Keep playing. I like that background music. All right, here's the deal. I ordered chicken strips. And I didn't want... I, I wanted fried ones. I know, I wanted grilled ones, but what came out was fried. And... The lady that brought them out was very sloppy, very sweaty. Her face was oily. Yeah. And she seemed very disgruntled. We had made jokes that she was a hungry woman and that she might eat our baby. <laughs> so baby eater. <laughs> baby eater. Stay away from my daughter. Don't you look at her that way. Stay away, baby eater. We're gonna take her home and she cannot stay. So anyway, I said, take back my chicken strips. I like them grilled, not fried. But she looked at me and she argued and said, that's the way you ordered them. I wrote it down inside she my brain. You. And I was very irritated. If I could have taken a star off her apron, I would have taken it. But she went back and in just two seconds, she came back out with some grilled chicken strips. They were a little wetter than usual chicken strips, and I could not eat them because I imagine she went back and she licked off and sucked off all of that grilled, all of the fried breading, and then brought them back out on the plate. So, David, all, all that to say, Cracker Barrel didn't deserve a good band. 
Well, we didn't give it to him, <laughs> so I'm not worried. All right, folks, thank you for listening. Make sure you call us on the Nobody's Calling line. 206-600-5704. Do it right now. You have a cell phone. Call us. Uh, email us and uh, at nobody's listening to us at gmail.com. Uh, la la la. Get on the forums, uh, the Frapper Map, MySpace, man, uh, and leave us an iTunes review. We have well over fifty six now. It's so awesome, you guys. We have six just in the last week. The oh man, one more thing. Gosh, a guy wrote in. He was talking about it. it wasn't necessarily embarrassing, but he wanted to blame us for something, David. He wanted us to give another warning out to the listeners. He was okay. listening to us at work, and he was checking folks out like you were, and this girl comes up with some beer and flashes her ID. He looks at it, but he didn't really read it because he was listening to us. He, oh, the girl goes out, Lord. he and these two police officers come in, and they bust him. They give him a citation because he had sold beer accidentally to a minor. So he That's almost really got serious. his behind fired because of us. So, folks, if you're listening to us at work, make sure that you're not checking folks out at the same time. Make sure you read those Where things. Where did work? Probably some convenience store. I don't know. Oh, okay. He didn't give me any details, and I wasn't going to tell everybody because all the all the kids that want beer will be going down there to the CM. Anyway, it's been a good show, Dave. Thank you, buddy. Episode Thank 20 you, is in the bag. All right. Well... Hopefully by episode 20, no, 30, what is true now will not be true then. And the truth is that nobody's nobody's listening. Number. What's your number, Grandma, you little hottie? Knit me a sweater. You saw the end of World War II. And you knew my grandpa, too. You know I come from a good family tree. You know how to make socks for me. You know to kiss me on my head. Grandma, give me your phone number, baby. Come on over later, we'll watch some Andy Griffith on my big screen. Come on over, Grandma, make me a cup of soup and some cookies. And we will watch Andy Griffith till the morning. No, there's area codes now, Grandma. It's not B5 whatever. (laughs) You know what? Never mind. Never mind, Grandma. I got a 60-year-old right here. I could drop you... (laughs) 62 just ain't cutting it no more. Mm. That's so wrong. Hey, guys, it's John again. I just had to call back. I finished listening to the podcast now. And uh, the last thing, the, 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 the rapture just made me think of the... <laughs> when I was a kid, I used to watch these horrible movies, you know, like the Left Behind series, except like the 1970s version. I remember, you know, there's this guy mowing grass and the rapture takes place and his mower's still out there running. Well, dude, I came home from school one day and the mower's in the middle of the yard and nobody should be found in my house. And so I'm like freaking out, running all over the place, driving my bike up and down the block, saying, Where are you everybody? 
But uh, it just gave me flashbacks, so that's how I share that with you. So, all right, later. <laughs> yeah. Oh. It's, it just beeps. Okay. Hi, I'm Nikki. Hi, I'm Becky. And, um, we just, uh, we, we love your show. And we're laughing right now. We're kind of on vacation. And, um, it's not really vacation, but it's sort of like it. We're in a condo, and we've had this Cinco de Mayo. Uh, we have a whole bunch of drunk teenagers over here. And we decided to play a prank on them. So we <laughs> we found a water bottle, and we filled it with um, oatmeal and water and Diet Pepsi. Don't forget the orange juice. and Or no, it's pineapple juice. Oh, yeah, pineapple juice. And cheese balls. Huh. And, um... Um, Nikki went outside and said she has big hair and everything. She hid the bottle behind her hair, and she made the puking noises and everything, and she dumped it out, and we ran inside laughing, and you told me. Okay. And so Matilda was all fine on them, and they were talking about me and what I like. And I was inspired by your wonderful Puke from Heaven podcast. And that's pretty much, it was fun. Um, and they were saying, I'm trying to think, they were like, they were saying that I was a guy, weren't they? Yeah, they they were talking, they were like, the dude just barfed in and he's like, rain inside laughing. <laughs> and hilarious. Oh my God. <laughs> Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T R Y L I F E M D.com.